What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go one, we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. I'm still shaking from that. You know, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We did not pass this on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handled, and handed, excuse me, and handed for them to do the same. And that's what we do every day right here. We are fighting for President Donald J. Trump. And I'm telling you right now, trust is a dangerous game, my friends. And uh, we trust God, ourselves. President Donald J. Trump. Shady Groove, welcome to the show. Welcome to you, my friend. Welcome to all these great patriots. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And that's exactly what we fight for. We are here to explain that there's only one guy that is going to lead us out of this. And that guy is Donald J. Trump. And this is the person that we need to be supporting. We need to be throwing all our weight behind him. And we need to be getting people up and out and involved in speaking up for him because I think that we're getting ready to head down a path, Jeff, where a lot more voices are going to get louder against Mr. Trump. And uh, you, uh, if you don't follow their narratives, you are going to get attacked swiftly and handled. You know, that's what they think anyways. But we're right here on Brighteon.tv. We love you, Brighteon.tv. Thank you very much. Don't forget to get to that Brighteonstore.com and use that code MGSHOW. Uh, they got a great store over there. Check it out. There's a lot of great sales going on right now. And, you know, we are also sponsored by fieldofgreens.com using code MGSHOW. Uh, we're on Red State Talk Radio. Thank you, Red State Talk Radio. Go to redstateradio.com, redstatetalkradio.com. You can listen to the streams there. Or you can use your spy device. Tune in to Red State Talk Radio. And, of course, where we read your comments and interact with you beautiful patriots, 
rumble.com slash MG show is where we're live for two hours every day, Monday through Friday. I mean, you know, we might do a replay and all, but you know, we're essentially, what, what is this? What episode? 165th episode of this season 39, JD. Week 39. Week, week, week 39 season. <laughs> we haven't been doing I, this for 39 years yet. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> it kind of does some days. You're right about that. And boy, oh boy, are people really upset. Uh, and, and I wanted to thank you guys for wanting to, you know, think for yourself. You know, we don't tell you what to think. We, uh, the, a fact is a fact, whether we like it or not, is the modus operandi here. Uh, the truth is learned. It's never told. You know, we want you to challenge us, you know, instead of just attacking us on, you know, whatever. Why don't you, you know, dispute any of the facts and, and stuff that we ask? I mean, we, the American people, have questions about people that are leading this movement. and We don't get any answers, Shady. No, that, that's very interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you guys all for joining today uh, to the show. Uh, we're waiting for a bunch of people to getting on the stream. Uh, you know, they're making the rounds. Uh, it's uh, pretty amazing to see. But you know what? We're going to continue going forward supporting Donald J. Trump, Shady Groove. We absolutely are. That's exactly what this show was created for, and that's exactly what we intend to do. That's right. And without any further ado, we'll be right back after these beautiful boom messages. <laughs> The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from 
my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. And welcome back to the MG show where we uh, you know, just kind of look at stuff all the time. You know, you know, all the all the stuff happening against Donald J. Trump, it's crazy, Shady. Um, you know, now we all know why a New York judge just decided to move on Trump yesterday, Shady. It's so obvious and, and it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, we've got this happening. Uh, James, uh, Rep. James Cor- uh, Comer just subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Beijing in 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president. Joe Biden's Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary for the address of both money wires from China. House Committee on Oversight Commit- and Over uh, Accountability Chairman James Comer today announced that the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires re- revealing Hunter Biden received payments or- originating from Chinese nationals, including the Lee family, Jonathan Lee, in July and August of 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. Quote, bank records don't lie, but President Joe Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told Americans that his family would never receive money from China. We already proved that to be a lie earlier this year. And now we know that two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address when he was running for president of the United States. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke on the phone and had coffee with Jonathan Lee, in Beijing, and later wrote a college letter of recommendation for his children, said Chairman Comer. Quote, Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gain threatens our national security. What did the Bidens do with this money from Beijing? Americans demand and deserve accountability for President Biden and the first family's corruption. The Oversight Committee, along with the Judiciary and Ways and Means Committees, will continue to follow the evidence and money to provide transparency and accountability. Okay. When is enough enough, Shady? Isn't it? I mean, half million dollars mailed to the address in Delaware, Shady. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, think about what they've been telling you. What they've been saying. They've been telling you all this stuff has nothing to do with Joe Biden. He's not connected. He's not part of the business. They're simply doing that to weaponize the left to come after you to act like they don't have anything. You're not going to ever be able to convince someone something is something if they are constantly pretending like they can't see it. And that's what the left is doing. They're completely pretending like it doesn't exist. They're completely pretending like it isn't connected to Joe Biden, but it absolutely is connected to Joe Biden. He was the, he, he was the, uh, 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 he was the item. He's what was being purchased. Yes. Uh, Miss C bear 77 says shady. That's been debunked. That's been debunked already. <laughs> it's been debunked. Oh my God. We're MG show where the debunking goes. <laughs> Also, uh, let's just watch Jesse Waters reports on China wiring the money to Joe Biden's home address. Running for president. In August 2019, just months after Joe Biden announced his candidacy, the Chinese sent a quarter of a million dollars electronically to Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware address. Hunter Biden received the money in his checking account 
and his checking account listed his father's primary residence. And not only did Joe Biden shake the hand of the man who sent his family money, he had coffee with him and spoke to him on the phone. After VP Joe flew his son Hunter on Air Force Two to Beijing, and Hunter flew home on Air Force Two with a bag of money, Vice President Joe Biden wrote letters of recommendation for Jonathan Lee's children to Georgetown and Brown. And the minute Biden announces a presidential run, the same Chinese guy sends the Biden family $250,000 out of the blue to a checking account with Joe Biden's address on it. And once Joe Biden gets elected, he starts doing China favors. He disbands the FBI's China task force. He covers up the lab leak. He doesn't pop the balloon. Now we have the Chinese bribing the Biden family while Joe was vice president, after he was vice president, and while he was a presidential candidate. Now, what do you think the chances are the Chinese are still bribing the Biden family? We might find out tomorrow. Because sources tell Jesse Waters Primetime that additional evidence could be released as early as tomorrow that may show Biden family offshore accounts and IRS agents being obstructed from pursuing leads into Biden family members. The bribery statute's written so that bribing a politician's family is still bribery. U.S. Code Section 201B2 spells it out for all you lawyers out there. Here now, New York Post reporter John Levine. John, so what do you make of this new revelation? I mean, it's starting to get hot in here, isn't it? Yeah. That you're starting to see the flames coming up. I mean, yep. in some ways, we've proven this so many times already. This is just another piece of evidence demonstrating what we already know. But I think it is very, it's very, very notable. This is just weeks after Joe Biden announces he's running for president. You know, in any other context, this is an illegal, an illegal campaign donation. Right. And I want to draw attention to this house that Joe Biden was living in. This is primary residence in Delaware. Right. This is the house with the classified documents that were just left on the table in the garage. This is the house where Hunter Biden was living while he was an active crack addict and alcoholic with access to these classified documents while working with these foreign business partners. And this is the house where he sent that WhatsApp message in 2017 saying, I'm sitting here with dad right now to his Chinese partners. You better pay up. So this house is almost like the world headquarters of the Joe Hunter yeah, pay for play LLC. And we, we just we just know so little, but every day we're learning more and more. I have to really credit the Oversight Committee for finding these bank records. They, they, they brought so much new information to light that, you know, with the laptop, you can only go so far. And every day we learn more and we're going to see what happens. Let's play a little game, shall we? Go for it. Let's say a couple weeks after Donald Trump comes down the golden escalator that the Russians wired Don Jr. a quarter of a million dollars to the Trump Tower address. I mean, you don't even have to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Trump, Trump gets elected and then he goes soft on Russia, whatever. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is the Trump-Russia narrative was constructed on the Steele dossier, which is now a completely discredited document. It was an oppo research file from Hillary Clinton. The Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, China, Russia, Ukraine stuff, that's all based on the hard drive, which has been confirmed many times over by all media, by, you know, even, even Hunter Biden himself admits is real in his legal filings. And it's based on things like FBI confidential sources. From, you know, we talked about bribery earlier. Remember that FBI confidential uh, informant? that said he, he spoke to the head of the Ukrainian energy company where Hunter Biden was on the board and he was paying $5 million to both Bidens. And he just kept Hunter because even though he was dumb as a dog, his words, because he needed access to his father. That's an FBI confidential informant. That's not a steel dossier. And tomorrow we believe we may have more information about offshore accounts. Sure. What does that tell you? If the president of the United States has secret offshore accounts or his family they do. It's called the Pandora Papers. And uh, we've just, you know, it's uh, those LLCs that the Bidens have and 
whatnot. I mean, there's also in New Hampshire. I mean, there's money everywhere, guys. These people launder. They use Tide, bleach. You know, they launder that money so you can't find it. And there's so many different people it goes to. It goes to a grandchild for crying out loud for a Biden. You know, these people are so corrupt. And what if what if China plus Hunter and, and two more, you know, take bribes and uh, to, to for policy to look the other way for China. Does China own the White House? What you know? Same thing with Ukraine. Does Ukraine own the White House? Well, it seems like it's true, Shady Groove, and and we the people demand more than just congressional investigations at this point, Shady Groove. Well, I mean, isn't it interesting that all this stuff is like coming out, and and even the the, the left leaning media is picking it up on because they want him out. Uh, they're they're yeah. attempting to push him out. They've obviously made their statements that they want him out, and he has uh, retorted that no, I'm not going anywhere. And so uh, this is the next big thing. This is two weeks in a row, starting with the Ignatius article last week, and now all this stuff coming out this week. They're going to consistently start piling on him and put more and more pressure on him because they they know that he can't win. I mean, Hillary came out and basically said that he can't win. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. You know, and then, you know, James Clapper and the deep state are very, 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 very nervous and concerned that Why? Trump will jail his enemies. Here's Clapper. In a oh. recent profile, uh, General Milley raised the possibility that he thought if Trump was reelected, he would throw his opponents in jail. He said that he would be at the top of the list. Do you think that that's a real concern? And are you concerned that you could be on Trump's enemies list? Well, sure. Uh, I think there are probably uh, a lot of people uh, that are potentially uh, on such a list. Uh, and again, that's uh, that's reprehensible. Uh, I, I think General Milley's comment was he didn't think uh, President Trump would uh, be reelected. Well, I'm not so sure about that. So, yeah, that's a that's a real concern for uh, for many of us. In a recent profile, uh, just uh, shady. Uh... That's a real concern for many. Uh, 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 it, seemed like, it seemed like he was doing his Hank Hill impression there. Damn it, Trump. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. You know, and you know, these people, I'm telling you guys, they are afraid and they should be. Well, they should be afraid because they know what they did. They know that they worked around the whole administration in the in the first four years to lie, cheat, and steal everything that wasn't nailed down and completely try to smear him and stop him from being able to administratively govern and the whole time defending himself. Yeah, they should be nervous. And uh, the, the, we're not the ones that signed the 51 names to a big bunch of malarkey that was called the Hunter Biden laptop saying that it was Russian disinformation. And now Hunter Biden is out there suing Rudy Giuliani for exposing the information that wasn't his information. It's, it's just, you, you can't, it's lawfare. And, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 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 no, so, you know, so you got Hunter Biden, half million dollars to Joe Biden's address. Okay. And then the far left Democrat judge says Trump overvalued his empire, you know, uh, yeah. And as you know, we read the tweet or the truth from Donald J. Trump saying that there was a disclaimer that you need to do your own research. And, you know, it's oh, my God, Shady. One thing that's interesting is that this is the timeline whenever this was actually sent. You know, we know that those documents were in the garage. 
So <laughs> this money was going to the house while there were classified documents inside the guy's garage. Boy, that doesn't surely, mm. surely they weren't, you know, doing a little eBay shipping deal there, were they? Oh my gosh, right? You know, you know? what are they selling, Shady? You know, I what are they know. selling? You're selling policy to look the other way for Ukraine and China, respectively or disrespectively. That is, a that is a national security threat through and through. That is, you know, illegal through and through. But our Republicans are slow walking this, Shady. Why are they slow walking it? Because it will lead to a bunch of them as well. The same type of corruption is going on on both sides. And the more that people see that Joe Biden is getting exposed, they realize that they may be getting exposed. All these people on the Foreign Intel Committee and the uh, you know Gang of Eight are the most concerned. Yeah. Gang of Eight, huh? Wow, Shady. You know, these... these these folks are panicking. Uh, they even have a new documentary out, Shady, uh, about, you know, is Trump unfit? Uh, Trump is unfit, and it, it's, it, they're grasping. Uh, they're, they brought psychologists in, other people to, to badmouth Donald J. Trump. But what people don't realize, Shady, is that even Fox News is freaking out. There's allegedly, I, I, I hear there's some sort of weird, you know, debate with the, you know, single digits tonight, Shady. <laughs> yeah, all 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 the single digits are going to be uh, playing in the room over here in the in the in the kids' room. So look at uh, Fox this morning, Fox and Friends. Check this out, voters. So what? You watch the first debate. You're going to be watching tonight. Donald Trump's not going to be there. Uh, you know, and some some voters are disappointed. They'd like to see him in action. He's done great. He's the front runner. Uh, are you disappointed he's not there? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I don't think I would say I'm disappointed nor surprised that he's not there, being that he's the front runner and he does have a lot of things going on in his life that we've seen playing out play out on TV. Um, but he's letting the other people get their words in and letting the American people see what the rest of the field has to offer and what they have to say about the issues in America. So he's just taking it light, but I'm pretty sure we'll see him soon. Sure. Uh, Nicole, you know, um, for this second debate, uh, at least one candidate did not make it. And for the third debate, the requirements are even more stringent. You know, it, it, if a couple of weeks after this debate, uh, and a candidate is still polling in sing low single digits. Is it time for them to say, especially with the third quarter uh, fundraising deadlines coming up, is it time for some candidates to say, you know what, I gave them my all. I, I should probably uh, sack up my bats and go home. You know, that's a really tough question to answer, um, and I, I'll leave that to the experts. But I, I certainly hope that we start to see some more unity um, and see more um, more momentum around one particular candidate um, because I think that's what we need if we want to beat Biden. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Kristen, how about you? Do you think, given the fact that the field is seven tonight, we don't know how many for the third one, uh, if people are, are not gaining traction, is it time to say, I, you know what, I gave it the old team spirit, but it just didn't work out? Personally, I do think so. Um, I'm not one to say, you know, every you should quit, but I think it's time to be realistic. And like um, the other panelists said, we need a little bit more unity and it's 
seeming like there's not any at all and it's just a bunch of bickering and a bunch of arguing and being that those candidates that are low in the polls should unite and support those who are the front runners and just create more unity within the party and just realize that it might not be their time and maybe their time is something in the future but just not now there you go so you know they're actually on fox news represented from south carolina and iowa and they're saying to the other plebs that want to see donald trump out of office and they're afraid of him to get behind donald trump on fox news guys i i think this is huge the morning that they're running the second debate that nobody's going to pay attention to i also read a story this morning that they have slashed prices for advertising on this debate massively because they didn't really get any takers to pay the exorbitant fees to uh, be advertising for something that nobody's going to watch yeah and and you know i i i, I think you know it's over 51 percent uh you know the, the americans are now seeing that donald j trump isn't that bad of a guy now guys because we mm -hmm. all live right now under a bidenomics economy and when we all lived when trump was president we were all doing weather no matter what your skin color was no matter what your religion was it didn't matter you were doing good how is that racist now let's take a good long look at this picture right now this is a two-month-old baby abandoned at the border <laughs> wow <laughs> a two-month-old baby abandoned at the border guys biden did that your friends that voted for biden did that my god shady yeah and it's a lot worse than anybody could possibly even imagine what what, what people are willing to do let's watch the report uh carly did a a, a good thing so because you need to see this little baby two month old Check this out. And then there's this. A two-month-old baby has been found abandoned on overnight cleaning crews or on assembly lines. Purdue is responding to this. They say underage labor has no place in our business. We are appalled by these recent allegations as they are not representative of who we are as a company and what we stand for. We will take appropriate actions based on the findings of that investigation and plan to cooperate fully with any government inquiry on this matter. And then there's this, a two-month-old baby has been found abandoned by itself at the border. Officers from the Border Patrol's Rio Grande sector were told quickly gave the baby medical attention. It's unclear how or why somebody took a baby born in either June or July and just left him or her. The feds are pointing to human smugglers and cartels taking advantage of children. Back to you. Is, so is there any, any indication of who this baby belongs to? Can they at least give it to a family member? No, no, no indication yet. Oh, good Lord. What can they do with the baby? Could someone adopt child yeah. services? This, this just happened, and so we don't have any other yeah. details yet, but there was nobody around. And, you know, a, a two month old baby can't oh tell you gosh. who the parents are. Two month old baby can't tell you why they're at the border. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you just had a baby. They need to be fed every three hours. They need to be changed. It's just, that's really They're, they're helpless. It's a helpless human being. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's Peter, Peter, th this topic uh, has the president's poll numbers underwater.
Is there any suggestion now that we're like, what, 14, 15 months away from the general election that they're going to change this? Because right now that little baby is the face of the crisis. Mm-hmm. There's no indication that they're going to change anything. I, when you talk to them, they they say things like they have stopped the flow at the border, which kind of conflicts with the 11,000 people that the CBP is encountering at the border every single day. Uh, But if they start to do more on this, it is an acknowledgement that their policy over the last three years has not worked. So they'd rather focus on uh, saying that Republicans are shutting down the government, Republicans are voting down their immigration policies. Uh, The new Biden campaign ad is about Donald Trump. Uh, exclusively about Donald Trump and his record four years ago. So uh, they are they are hoping yeah. that people look here and here and not down south at the border. And, yeah. and, uh, Peter, real quickly, have you seen Commander the dog today? Because I know sometimes <laughs> the dog is running around. No, but uh, of course. Commander the dog, are you kidding me? Like, look at the way they do that. You know, you want to talk about brainwashing and mind control. Look at the way that they seam this stuff together for you guys and, and, and try to distract you from what's re- what really matters. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, it was the lady who was dropping the four-year-old over the top of the fence. Remember that whole thing that they're doing like this, this is, you know, that remember, remember they were talking about kids in cages about Donald Trump putting kids in cages whenever in all reality, it was Obama that had put the kids in cages, but they pretended like it was Donald Trump. But now there are people abandoning babies at the border, and there is literally no outrage on the left. It's it's like business as usual. The border is fine. The border is sealed. You don't have to worry. Go back to sleep. There's nothing to be concerned about. Joe Biden has got this. And that and guys, I mean, you know, talk to your friends and family on the left. That's exactly what they think. That's exactly what they're being told by the media, and that's exactly what they think is going on. Yeah. We had, we had a wall. We had a wall, Shady Group. ICE was deporting MS-13 gang members. They cut holes in it. Wow. They made doors in the wall. It's just sad to see, guys. And I think I need I need I I just needed to show you guys that because it's so depressing, guys. I mean Let's take a look one more time. Look at this. I mean, Biden did that. Forget your gas prices. Desperation. The amount of desperation that these people feel is unreal. And then they get started on this journey to come north and they get controlled by the cartel. And then they're, you know, part of the way through the journey, they're starting to realize that this is what's going to be going on. And then they're getting them into the country and these companies like Tyson and Purdue are uh, lying through their teeth, acting like they don't use child slave labor. But in all reality, that is the reason that all these people are being brought to the border. Everybody, if you don't think, if you don't understand what fascism is, if you don't understand what fascism means, the corporate control over the, the country, over the narrative, that's the corporate government control working seamlessly together over the country. That's exactly what's going on right here. There's there, there's no there's no distinction. There's no way to look at this any differently. This is what we are witnessing happen each and every day. Yeah. And, you know, I found this, too, because, you know, Donald J. Trump, uh, 
is lied about in the MSM. And I found this this morning. It's very good. This is a University of Texas professor. I, I think that if you have friends and family that are quote unquote anti-Trump and believing the mainstream narratives, this is this is done by a, a University of Texas professor. His name is Alberto Martinez. And he wrote a book on how the MSM lies about Trump called The Media Versus The Apprentice. And he's actually a Bernie supporter and voted for Obama. But this report, you got to watch this, guys. And I, I need you guys to, to, hopefully, you guys will get something out of it as well and send to your friends and family um, to show how the media has lied about this guy, um, Donald J. Trump. It's amazing. Uh, check this out, Shady Groove. All right. In the news, we are targets of a harsh critique for our treatment of Donald Trump from an unlikely source. He's a University of Texas professor named Alberto Martinez, an ardent supporter of Bernie Sanders. Martinez is no Trump advocate, but he's writing a new book dissecting news reporting on the president and says fair is fair. I was teaching a class in which um, I was talking about immigration and uh, then I, I was looking up for some news about it. I kept reading articles where people mentioned, you know, that one time when Trump said all Mexicans are rapists. And of course, when I went back and looked at it, I said, well, that's not actually what he said. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. It was alarming that the difference between what he said and what the media was saying was so large that that's dragged me down the rabbit hole. You supported President Obama. Yes. And to be clear, you find much of what Donald Trump says distasteful. You disagree yeah, with Yeah, many him. of it I disagree with, but I don't think that the guy wakes up in the morning trying to be Hitler or the devil or the most evil man in the history of humanity. Yet that is how the media portrayed him. There was an America First committee that formed in this country. They were infiltrated by the Nazis. Many of them were anti-Semitic. Part of why they weren't alarmed by Hitler's rise in Germany. You dissected the case in which President Trump, then candidate, was accused of mocking a reporter who had a disability. And now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I had the, oh, maybe that's what I said. What did you find? I found... Ten separate occasions in which Donald Trump made fun of people, both before the incident and after the incident, by shaking and moving around. People who weren't disabled. People who were not disabled. When you see the president of the bank, I mentioned the word regulated. Uh, what do you think about ISIS? Oh, ISIS is very tough. Well, how did you get him? Uh, well, uh, they were sent by Russia. They said, Senator Cruz, what do you think of waterboarding? Uh, the media took an image, a moment in which Donald Trump's right hand happened to be bent at the wrist. They froze it, they compared it to the hand of a reporter that has arthrogryposis, and they acted that he was doing a stunning spot-on imitation when that's not what he was doing, and that's what he said he wasn't doing. So again, you can like him or dislike him, but um, you have to be fair. You have said that Donald Trump says and does enough things that are legitimately open to criticism. Yes. But by the news media not reporting accurately in some cases, it undermines their credibility. Yes. So, for example, when, uh, you know, Donald Trump called for a ban on all Muslim immigration. When I'm elected, I will suspend immigration from areas of the world where there is a proven history of terrorism against the United States, Europe, or our allies, until we fully understand how to end these threats.
I thought that was the end of his campaign. I thought it was awful. I thought it was bad. And so did countless many people. But then how did the media portray it? The media portrayed it as if Donald Trump wanted to forcefully remove Muslims from the U.S., have them wear badges on their shoulders, special marks on their ID cards, that he wanted to ban anyone from being a Muslim in the U.S. Should Muslims be, I mean, fearful? Will there be consequences if they don't register? He specifically said on the day that he made the proposal, he wasn't talking about Muslim Americans. He wasn't talking about um, uh, businessmen, sportsmen, heads of state. He was talking about people moving to the U.S. What news reporters now, they tend to do, they try to give, well, what is the worst possible interpretation I can give to the words I just heard? And then say, well, that's what he meant. Because I've got a special talent known as dog whistles. I can hear dog whistles. And even though he didn't actually say what I think he said, he said that he hates all Muslims and that he wants to remove all Muslims from the U.S. Because I've got a special talent for it. We, the citizens of America. Do you think this phenomenon has resolved itself since Donald Trump was elected president? I think it's resolved itself in as much as an increasing number of people are becoming increasingly immune to the terror that the media wants to portray on a daily basis. Every tweet is the moment of a collapse of civilization just because Donald Trump said it. And people are, you know, starting to become immune to it. But the media itself has not yet changed. They learned nothing and they have barely improved at all. And their mea culpas have been almost non-existent. Professor Martinez's book is called The Media Versus the Apprentice. Much of it can now be read online. Very good clip. And that's somebody that supported Obama and Sanders. Uh, and he's just telling the truth. You know, our friends and family have been brainwashed by these narratives. You know, the, they said it was, uh, that's not what happened. It's, 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 it's amazing, Shady Grove. This is an amazing video. It must be shared. Uh, even with your, you know, friends and family. I mean, just sit down, Even watch news it. Media uh, let me grab today. it for you guys. I'll grab you guys the link. It's on Twitter right here. Here you go. Um, I want to show you guys something too. Um, this is uh, if you do copy video address, you can, you know, put the, you know, the video on it yourself. Also, if you have an iPhone, you can press it and say tweet video or you know post video and make your own comment. Okay, I just said, you know, the University of Texas, Alberto Martinez wrote a book on how the MSM lies about Trump. The Media versus the Apprentice is the book. Um, and, you know, make this post your own. I mean, help us get this out there to your friends and family. Shady Group. I think that's a very good thing for to share with your friends and family. As a matter of fact, that was absolutely excellent. I'm I'm astonished that they actually put that on the air and and let other people see that because, you know, I mean, if we were to sit down and make a list, you know, like that they, they he hit a couple of the high points there. But if we were to sit down and make a list about the way that the media completely just mischaracterized what Donald Trump was saying or uh, took him and conflated what he spoke to mean something that he didn't mean that it would be a whole notebook full of things that went on for that four years. So it's like at any point, your friends, family, relatives get hung up on one of these little things that they throw out there. And then they, they, uh, the mind control flips into this absolutist, uh, state of, of shock. And then all of a sudden you won't, the, the person won't listen to another thing that Donald Trump has to say. It's interesting because it's a similar process that's being done right now within the uh, quote community imagine that imagine mm -hmm. that shady 
<laughs> uh, so, you know, we've got, you know, uh, Chip Roy uh, is blaming the government shutdown. But we're, we're on the brink of a government shutdown, Shady. Yeah, well, I mean, you know my opinion about this. My opinion is to shut it all down. Shut down. <laughs> so Chip Roy is basically, you know, uh, the shutdown on Biden. It's on Biden and the Democrats, and that's the simple truth. Uh, let's listen to Chip Roy. Funded mandates. Let's talk about all of the subsidies that are going out for electronic vehicle, electric vehicles to subsidize the elite in this country that make over $200,000 and $250,000 a year. Let's talk about the subsidies, 90% of the corporate subsidies going to billion-dollar corporations. Let's talk about the mandates in the form of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and all of the mandates during COVID that shut down the largest economy that this world has ever known. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle complain about shutdown, yet they are the masters of shutdown. They shut down and brought to a halt the great American economy, resulting in exactly what you're experiencing right now, the American people feeling in terms of inflation, in terms of inability to afford homes, inability to afford gasoline, inability to afford power. Those are the mandates that the American people are concerned about. Those are the unfunded mandates that are killing their way of life right now at home. That's the simple fact. My colleagues were talking about the government and what, what it might cost if, if there's a government shutdown Saturday. Well, let's be very clear. If there is a shutdown on Saturday, it is because President Biden, Chuck Schumer, my Democratic colleagues, would prefer to shut down the government of the United States than shut down the border of the United States and protect the American people. That's the simple truth. That is how there would be a resulting shutdown on Saturday. And they lament what might be the impact on government. And that is because they have a government, the American people have a government that is on autopilot. We have a government that is so big and is funded with mandatory spending and is on autopilot such that you cannot constrain it. And the American people are asking, why? The American people are asking, what can you do about it? And I'll give you the answer. My Democratic colleagues want more of the same. That is why our Democratic leadership in the United States Senate has put forward a continuing resolution on the floor of the Senate just now in the last hour that will perpetuate the status quo, will continue to fund government exactly as it was funded last December at the obscene levels of that $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill they're going to send that bill from the Senate and send it over here to the House and say to the American people, they want status quo, business as usual. They're going to pile on additional supplemental funding. And that's their response to what the American people are feeling and seeing. I, if I were my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, would also want to have a dilatory vote because I would not have actual solutions for the American people. What we're trying to put forward here again are four appropriations bill that, bills that fund 73% of government when combined with MILCON VA, which we passed in July. That's what my colleagues on the other side of the aisle do not want to go ahead and move to. They want to put forward 
a dilatory point of order because they don't have answers. They don't, they don't have answers. They don't have solutions. They're destroying the United States of America. And, you know, yes, Chip Roy is, you know, DeSantis and all. He'll come back to Trump. He's going to have to because Trump is going to be the next president. Shady groove. Man, I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I hate to be the uh, cynic in the room here, but, you know, it's just this all this bloviating back and forth about the government shutdown and keeping the government open and the government shutdown. They basically back way back in the 90s, whenever they had the big the, the one big one that uh, that happened that really did uh, was one of the first major times that the government was shut down. They kind of ended up engineering ways around the shutdowns, like he was just saying there, like it doesn't really matter that the government is shut down, whatever the hell it is they're going to spend, they're going to keep on spending no matter what you do. And so, you know, from my perspective here, I mean, I don't, I, I you know, shutting the government down might stop those 90,000 IRS agents. I don't know. Shutting the government down might, you know, put an end to some of this crazy nonsense that's going on in California, shutting the government down might wake some people up to understand what is going on in their country and start to think and ask questions about their politicians on both sides. I, I you know, I, I'm not, I'm not here to prop up these ridiculous politicians on the right, like McCarthy and uh, quite a number of others that I could name off here real quick that really are not doing the, you know, they're not going through the same process that the left goes through to attack the right. They're not defending their position the way that the left defends their position. They are slimy and they are slippery and they just pretend like they don't understand things. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we give another $8 billion to Ukraine. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's absolutely insane. And the, and, and the, the Southern border is like leaking like a sieve and no one really even will come out in the media and do a real reporting on what's going on 10 million people 10 15 million people are going to come in in this four-year period maybe more yeah. we don't know yeah. we have no clue yeah yeah you know we have no clue and you know the the gop is is gonna you know milk djt for all he's got guys uh but he's gonna have to win we need to get behind him there's gonna have some people to get some balls guys i'm sorry to use that term but man up folks Get behind Trump yeah. now. Well, the, the, the X amount of them are, uh, you know, they got Paul Ryan in their ear. They got some of these other people out there that are in their ear that are telling them, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, if you do that, then it's going to be the end of your funding. It's going to be the end of your little, uh, your, your little committee membership, or it's going to be the end of this, or you're not going to get this whenever you get out of office. Guys, it's all about blackmail and this is all about controlling the politicians and forcing them to do what it is that the established order the uniparty dictates yeah yeah and look what's happening uh there's nothing but good news for donald j trump I'm joined now by national political correspondent steve kornacki to take us through all of the numbers steve it's so great to have you here a lot of headlines in this new poll yeah chris noon you mentioned an uphill climb for these republican opponents of donald trump let's show folks from our new poll exactly how steep it is look at this donald trump brand new national poll of republican primary voters nearly 60 percent support the former president, his nearest rival, Ron DeSantis, more than 40 points behind him now. Obviously, you can see here nobody else in single digits. And look at the movement, too, from the start of the summer. We pulled this back in June. Trump seemed to have a dominant lead then. It has only gotten more dominant 
from 43 now. It was not even 30 in June. And you can see here, we asked the question. I think this gets to the heart of it. We asked Republicans, should Donald Trump be the leader of your party? And now nearly 60% say yes. It wasn't quite 50 at the start of the summer. Wow. Make sure you get over there, Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy good news. With all the indictments, with all the crap, Shady. And it, it perfectly uh, presented the theory, the theory that we had before the first indictment even 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 rolled out. We said, you know, if they indict him, if they do this, if they go down this road, we were saying it even before they raided Mar-a-Lago. If they do this, if they go down this road, they are going to turn him into a martyr, and he's going to get superhero status. That's that's effectively the 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 uh, the transition, if you will, that we're going through right now, the metamorphosis that we're going through. Donald Trump is going from being someone that was completely unpalatable on the left literally three years ago to somebody that's going to be a hero marker of the country because people are going to come together from both sides. The where we go one, we go all thing is about all of us. It's about both sides. It's about both sides and independence. It's about people realizing that the underdog is who we're supposed to pull for. The outsider is who we're supposed to pull for in politics, not the guys that are connected, not the guys that know how to do things, not the guys that know how to grease the right palms. That's the opposite of what America is supposed to do. That's more of the model of ancient Europe. Yeah, and, and uh, Independent Sentinel said is good. He has street cred now. Trump has street cred. He's got a mugshot and he's with his Glock. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely, you know, great comment. You, guys, you know, it's amazing. So you know, you need to shine the light, guys. Get get your phones ready, guys, and call your senators. These are twenty eight United States Republican senators that have voted in favor of additional funding to Ukraine, even though, you know, we're freaking broke, guys. Here are the names. John Brasso, Wyoming. John Boozman, Arkansas. Shelly Moore Capito, uh, uh, West Virginia. Bill Cassidy, L.A. Susan Bloodline Collins, M.E. for Maine. John Cornyn for Texas. Tom Cotton, Arkansas. Uh, Kevin Kramer, North Dakota. Idaho, Mark Mike Crapo. That's what a great name. Joni Ernst, Iowa. Lindsey Ladybug Graham, South Carolina. Senator Chuck Grassley, folks, Iowa. John Hoven, North Dakota. Cindy Hyde-Smith, Republican. John Kennedy, Louisiana, that fun little guy. James Lankford, Oklahoma. Mitch McConnell, Kentucky. Jerry Moron. Oh, excuse me, it's Moran, <laughs> Kansas. Uh, Mark <laughs> Wayne Mullen, Oklahoma. Linda Murkowski, imagine that. Alaska. Mitt Romney, Utah. Mike Rounds, South Dakota. Marco Poppin' Pills, Sweaty Little Hands, Marco Rubio, Florida. Dan Sullivan. John Thune. Tom Tillis. Roger Wilk Wicker. Todd Young, if any, call them guys because we're shining a light. They're supporting the crimes of the Biden family in Ukraine. Shady Groove. They're supporting the laundering that was going on in Ukraine before the invasion even happened, guys. That you have to understand what happened during Donald Trump's administration and the upended nature of what he did to their little laundering scheme that they had going on in Ukraine. Right now, they're trying to all put it back together. 
They don't like that they're not that their that their funds aren't working. They don't like that they're not able to launder their money properly. They don't like that they're not able to get the proper amount of money from their foundations overseas back in here into their coffers, into their campaigns coming up to the next election season. Remember, all these people in the House are going to have to run for office next year too, alongside of Donald Trump. So they're all getting a little bit nervous right now about thinking that wait a minute, maybe all the work that we've done to prevent Donald Trump from becoming elected again isn't going to work. Yeah. Let that sink in. Panic. Wow. It's I'm I'm over. It it, it is so frustrating that you cannot get these people to talk straight like Donald Trump does. Donald Trump talks straight to you. These other people talk in this side-handed language like you don't understand and oh, what can I do to get out from in front of you? And then they vote this way Mm -hmm. on a snap. No new taxes. Guess what happened? We got new taxes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine that. Day. Every time their mouth opens. <laughs> I want to play this last night. I found this video of this brilliant little girl, and she is smarter than most of corporate America, our politicians, uh, the left. Uh, check it out. So what is this right here? The pelvis. It's the only bone in the body that's gender specific, which means it's different in boys and girls. Is it? Yes. The pelvis is job to protect the organs used for digesting and reproduction, which means growing babies. <laughs> wow. Are you smarter than a three-year-old? I mean, come on. Oh, man, that is absolutely fascinating how dumb that makes so many people look. (laughs) And if you want to share that post, uh, here it is right here. Uh, Let me just get it over here to you guys on rumble.com. We're going to be heading back, uh, heading out here in a few minutes, in about a minute, Shady Groove. Um, but I just, you know, wanted to just play that because, boy, don't you feel dumb now? Or shouldn't people feel dumb? What's your pronoun? Let's check your pelvis. Oh, you're a female. Okay. Let's check your pelvis. Yep. You're a male. Science. Yep. You don't even (laughs) need a DNA test. You don't. Nope. What a, what a brilliant little girl, guys. Yep. Just literally destroys the narrative of all of this nonsense. She said gender Pacific. That was funny. Last American Sam Squash. That was funny. But what a brilliant little girl. What a brilliant little, like corporate America should, you know, they should go like email that, you know, to all their, you know, weirdos. HR people. HR, all of it, you know, it's crazy. Uh, You know, so Shady, you know, we're, uh, we're going to play the, uh, it's uh, the National Pulse interviewed. It's now free online for everybody to watch. We're going to watch it here on the MG Show. It is a really good interview with President Donald J. Trump coming up in hour number two. Uh, that should be good. Uh, we've got uh, you know some more fun to be had and some more truth to be told. And Shady Groove, we'll be right back. Hang on. Get some popcorn. We'll be right back. Get some popcorn. 
because that's what we do. We get kafefe and popcorn. We stand by Trump. Press 17 if you stand with Donald J. Trump. Shady, take it away. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There is no such thing as a bad investment. There is only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now.
watch an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election. And I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country. When you say, do I sleep? I sleep. I sleep. Because I truly feel that in the end, uh, we're going to win. I think we're going to win an election, the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. I don't think anything's going to stop it. Nothing's going to stop it. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So, even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
Alpha Punisher. That's an amazing video. Uh, it's why we're here. We can question the election. We can question people that are anywhere. You have the right to question anyone you want, Shady Grove. God bless you. Welcome back to the MG God Show. Bless you. Yeah, God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for the being in the fight. Thank you for participating in the fight. It's not about, America is not about uh, what uh, armchair sports politics. That's not what America is. You're supposed to be involved. You're supposed to plug in. You're supposed to be uh, uh, an advocate for your country. You're supposed to be an advocate for what is good and right. You're supposed to stand up. And so many people have been uh, forced into silence through many, many different means, whether it be psychological operations, whether it be direct lies, whether it be uh, family members, whether it be media. Uh, you can run down the list of what it is that's making people be quiet right now, but this is not that time. This next year and a half is very, very important. Yeah. Stay strong. Life is always going to throw in your way. Things that will test you. Things that will make or break you. And you've got two options. You can just stand there and take it like a little bitch. Or you can smash through the fucking thing and move on with your life. Stay strong. Life like that. Is is that good? <laughs> yeah. Really good. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Wow, guys. So let's move on, Shady Groove. So we got, you know, uh, half million dollars paid directly to, you know, their home in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. You got a judge. Oh, my God, we got to get something happening because uh, there's big news breaking against Hunter and Joe. You got this stupid lawsuit that will probably be appealed, um, but it's insane. But we also have a great interview by the National Pulse. Um, this National Pulse interview, I think, was pretty good, and it's now free to watch. And uh, let's, uh, let's take a look at it, Shady Groove. What do you think? This is President Donald J. Trump's interview with the National Pulse. All right, let's bring it in. All right, let me make sure I got the volume going. Here we go. I'm Raheem Kassam, Editor-in-Chief of TheNationalPulse.com. We're here at Mar-a-Lago for an exclusive one-on-one -on -one sit-down interview with President Donald J. Trump. We cover a lot of topics in this interview, the political, the personal, and I really hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy getting to see the President Trump that the fake news media doesn't often show you. Enjoy. Mr. President? Thank you so much for joining us here on the National Pulse. Thank you. You have been to Iowa. I have. You've been giving some huge speeches to some huge crowds. But I noticed specifically the focus on immigration. And I wonder if it brought to my mind the thing from your inauguration speech where you talked about American carnage. Right. Right. Yes. And I wonder, you know, between the crime, especially in the cities, uh, immigration, the border, uh, what's going on overseas at the moment. Did you ever think you would see this level of American carnage? No, nobody has ever seen anything like this. And I think we could say worldwide. I think you could go to the, uh, you could go to a banana republic and pick the worst one, and you're not going to see what we're witnessing now. Uh, no control whatsoever. Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from. And we know they come from prisons. We know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums. We know they're terrorists. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country. Uh, it's poisoning the blood of our country. 
Uh, it's so bad. And people are coming in with disease. People are coming in with, with every possible thing that you can have. And I got to know a lot of the heads of these countries. They're very cunning people, very, you know, street smart people. Uh, they're, they run, if they're not street smart, they're not going to be there very long. And when they send up those caravans and I had it ended, I had, we had the safest border in the history of our country. I mean, meaning the history over the last 80 years sure. before that, I assume it was probably not so bad. There was nobody around, sure. but, uh, we had the safest, uh, in recorded history by far, uh, the least amount of drugs in many, many decades, the least amount of human trafficking, which is a tremendous problem. But when you look at what's taking place now, nobody's, first of all, it's not sustainable by any country, including ours, even from a cost standpoint. And, you know, we built over 500 miles of wall. We were going to put up another 200 miles and we had it bought. Everything was bought. Everything was purchased. They were going to ready. It could have been done within three weeks, another 200 miles, all done. And they didn't want to do it. When you look at the numbers of people coming in and the numbers, Raheem, are much bigger than anybody understands. I really believe it's going to be 15 million people by the end of this year during this administration. That's larger than New York State. Okay, this is what we have. And look, even the Democrats are talking about it now. Oh, right? yeah, they're the talking Democrat about it. But the media is not writing much about yeah. it. It's amazing. The, uh, the fake news is not writing much about it. You know, if you turn on to uh, outside of uh, Newsmax and Fox and a couple, right. nobody's even reporting on mm. this thing. I mean, uh, you watch ABC News and NBC News and you watch CBS, they don't even, they hardly talk about it. No, it it's a tremendous national tragedy. And I'll get inflation down, I'll get the economy roaring again, I'll do all this, but this is a hard problem that we've got to take care of. And uh, we are going to take care of it. This yeah, is a very, this is a very bad problem, a very dangerous problem for our country. The announcements. I mean, it, it, it's to the point where you have to get more strict than this than even when yeah. you were campaigning in fifteen oh, sixteen. Yeah. Well, right? We had it all closed up. We were doing a great job. Everybody. In fact, the other day I noticed on one of the telecasts they said Trump had no terrorist reporting, none, mm. yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. In twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. there were none. Now we're setting record numbers. That's on just one category, a thing called terrorists. Not good. Right. Not a good category. Right. So we'll get it. We'll get it going. So you make the point about the press uh, and the media, and and yeah, I think most of the media is quite hostile towards you. One of the ones that I think people are surprised has been hostile towards you has been Fox, especially recently. Yeah. Um, Murdoch says he's out. What do you think? Well, I wish him luck. Uh, we've done fine with Fox. We've done well with Fox. Over the years, uh, Roger Ailes was a great guy and a friend of mine, somebody I respected a lot. He did a fantastic job. Uh, they picked their opponents. Perhaps it's their globalists. Who knows why? Uh, we had the greatest economy in history. We had the strongest border in history. We cut taxes uh, greater than Ronald Reagan. You know, our tax cut was bigger than the Reagan tax cut, which was also very big. Uh, we had uh, we did things with regulations. That's why we had the best job numbers. Anyone with the best economy in history. Uh, but somehow, I j there's just an edge there. Mm. You know, if you look at the anchors, uh, you take a look at Sean Hannity. Uh, Laura's been great. They're, they've all been, I mean, they've been good. But there's an overhang that you just feel 
there's something missing. Do you think he's does going, that make uh, sense to you? It does. But do you think he's going because he kind of went all in against you in this primary cycle, and I think he's kind of realized now that he's not going to win that battle. Do you think that's why he's kind of shuffling himself? Well, out? they put everything against the sanctimonious, and he's not, he's not a talented person. You know, he's just not a talented person. Don't forget, he only won because I endorsed him. He was at three percent. He was dead, and I endorsed him and. The reason I go after him so hard, because who does that? Right. Well, you get somebody in. He went up to 71 or something like that. But he was he, to the Secretary of Agriculture, who was, uh, I guess he was at 41 or 42 percent. He was leading by many, many, many points. It wasn't even a contest. I endorsed him, and he became a rocket ship. He went up like a rocket ship. And then he, uh, in screaming to him, will you, you know, four years later, will you run against the president? I have no comment. And I said, no comment to mean means he's running. So I hit him very hard. Look, uh, I think it's a bad seed when that happens. Mm. I'm a very loyal person. You know, it's very interesting. All of my great geniuses, my consultants, you know, all these wonderful people they make a lot of money and then you end up doing what they don't tell you to do sometimes. But uh, they said loyalty doesn't mean anything. People don't care whether or not he was loyal to you. I said, I think it does matter. It's just character. It's the character of the man. Well, it says something. I mean, it says something, but I think that's the reason he went down so much. People said that's terrible. I also think he doesn't uh, he doesn't connect to an audience at all. He doesn't connect. He hasn't connected. It's he couldn't sign the bartender's shirt at the Iowa well, at the Iowa pub. I don't think that would have worked. But he also he copies so much. Mm. You know, I say we're a nation in decline. All of a sudden, he's saying we're a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. All of a sudden, he says we are a failing nation. Uh, he throws the hats the same as I do. Goes, shoom, shoom. They don't I go say, as far. I don't even do it anymore. <laughs> but, you know, because of that, I don't even do it anymore. So, uh, is he a plagiarist? No, he's not a not a plagiarist. I don't care. He, but you know, I do the hats when I come in. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes. And all of a sudden, he's doing the hats. He's throwing out red hats, and he's doing the same way. The flick of the wrist, start off low. Yeah, imitation so, is the sincerest form no, of flattery. But, but yeah. I just think that. Uh, he has not caught on. No. And Fox put a fortune behind him, and they don't feel so good about it. Now, I guess I think I, I, think I know who they're trying now, but it's not going to work. No chance. The person has uh, no chance. I won't say it, but the person mm. has zero chance. Mm. And uh, that wouldn't have happened with Roger Ailes. Mm. It would not have happened with Roger Ailes. But, uh, so, you know, the anchors are so good, and uh, Jesse's been great. Mm. Uh, Greg's been great. Greg Unfeld has been. Yep. I mean, look at what he's done, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they've all been. They've all been good. You look on Saturday; it's fantastic with with uh, Pete Hegseth and mm. Rachel and Will. Uh, so we get a lot of you know good support. Sure. And lately, Brian Kilmeade's been great, but Steve Ducey's been terrible. I mean, to me, he's been just terrible. I think he's hurting the show. Has and, he ever been good? Uh, Ainsley's good. Yeah. But no, I don't know. You know. Steve Ducey is interesting because he's always been so nice to me for mm. years, for years, going back to 2016. In fact, when I won New Hampshire in 2016, that was a big deal. And they had every news anchor wanting to interview him. I let him do it, and he did it. And he wasn't even really the appropriate one to do it. But I, you know, I am loyal to people. Sure. And I had a great relationship with him. But I would say over the last uh, year, I don't know, he just seems to be... Um, not nice like he should mm. be, maybe. 
And maybe I'm wrong about that, but even this morning, Brian Kilmeade was actually very good. He's, he's actually changed. I you mean, still watch it a lot then? I, I watch it. Yeah, yeah, I watch it. I watch it. I watch Newsmax, mm. and I try not to watch the other. There's so much fake news. I mean, honestly, somebody like MSNBC, it's so bad and so vicious. And same thing with CNN, but maybe even to a lesser extent. Mm. But, but I watch these two, and honestly, it's a campaign contribution. Right what they do. Right. It's a campaign contribution and they should pay a lot of money. Somebody has to pay for this right. because that's an absolute campaign contribution and th they can't be allowed to be able to get away with this. It's so unfair. Back to that nickname, De Sanctimonious, because I think when you first used it, a lot of people kind of didn't get it. And you know, They love it now. But it, it, it does reflect that. I mean, a lot of his online supporters, you see a lot of that sanctimony coming out in them. I mean, one of them last week said he thinks the founding fathers are in hell. I, mean, I don't understand, you know, who could possibly, even if you think it, why would you say that, right? Yeah. Um, so how did you hone in on that about Ron? Well, just an ungrateful person. Mm. Uh, he was out of the political career. He left Congress. He campaigned. And without me, he campaigned and he was at nothing. He, he had almost nothing. He had no money. He had no ratings. He had no polling, no nothing. And when I endorsed him, and frankly, I didn't think he could do very well even with the endorsement. Mm. And you know, we're about not, almost 99% why I, when I endorse somebody right. for a primary. And frankly, like the midterms, on the midterms, out of 253 endorsements, I won 233 times. Yeah. Nobody no, wants I, to I report that. that. That's, yeah. you know, general election yeah. stuff. But I endorsed only two, you know, 253, and that's a lot less than Rand. I don't endorse everybody. But we didn't do well. When the, the Republicans didn't do well. Right. I think I know why, because right. they didn't know how to talk about abortion properly. Yeah. If they knew how to talk about abortion properly, because they're the radicals, we're not the radicals. We did a great thing on that with Roe v. Wade. We gave all the power to the pro-life, and something can be done now. They had no power whatsoever. Babies could be killed in the seventh, eighth, and ninth month, and even after birth. Yeah. I mean, you saw the governor of Virginia, the former governor of Virginia. I saw the Meet the Press interview about it. You know, we say meet the fake press, yeah. and this is meet the real press. Yeah, right. But I saw the interview, and she was denying that that even existed. It's, yeah. it's absolutely true that that's what they were pushing for. But on that question, so... Obviously, I mean, I've been rereading The Art of the Deal, by the way, right. in, in recent weeks. <laughs> no, but very specifically to kind of get more to grips with, like, back in that New York state of mind as well, that, you you know, you lived in that studio in Lenox Hill. Right. I spent a lot of time up there now. I mean, you were right next to J.G. Mellon, right? And th those are all the spots, and it's, it's, it's unrecognizable, some of that now, right? But one of the things that stood out to me uh, in The Art of the Deal is, is that, you know, you're putting this thing forward now on abortion to say, hey, listen, the country is sick of having this argument all the time. They actually want a solution to it, right? But if the Democrats now come back around, so you don't have to explain this to me, but if the Democrats come back to you and say, no, we're not interested in a deal with you, are you willing to then say, well, look, we tried. Now sure. these Republicans are going to do oh, what they're sure. going to do. Sure. But the Democrats are the radicals yeah. because they're willing to, remember I said during my debate with Hillary, no longer crooked Hillary. I call her beautiful Hillary because I've used the word crooked for Joe Biden because it's so accurate. And I don't like you, you know, with enough words, you don't have to use the same word with two people. Yep. But uh, I said, rip the baby out of the womb in the seventh, eighth, ninth month. And that really shook people up. Nobody ever heard of the term. Right. You know, I never knew the term before that debate. Right. I just, we were talking about it. 
And I said, she's willing to rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. No Democrat wants that, mm. meaning almost no Democrat. Right. There are some probably that don't care. But like the grassroots Democrats yeah, don't Yeah, but they don't, they don't want that. Mm. So they're really the radical because mm. that's what we don't want to do. I think something can happen. This is an issue that's been going on for 52 years. I was able to end it. That gave tremendous negotiating power to the pro-life movement. Tremendous negotiating power. Because they can't do the things that they used to be able to do. The pro-life was fighting it. We have these groups fighting this thing for so many decades. But it's exactly 52 years right. as of a date in the not-too-distant future. And that's a long time. Everybody's raising money all the time. Everybody, I don't know, maybe it's some kind of a business. I don't know what's going on. But it's a lot of money. Everybody was amazed that I was able to do it. And I put them in a great negotiating position. And we don't want to blow it. This is an incredible thing that happened. And we also bring it back to the states, which everybody, all legal scholars, both sides wanted it brought back to the states. We did a lot of things. Uh, we're in a tremendous position to negotiate something very good right now, and uh, we'll see what that is. A lot of people take up office and, and they want to impose their will and their ideas. Yeah. You almost come at the issues more of a mediator role? Is that well, right? a mediator, and but remember this too. We have to win elections. Mm. I can take a view. I can tell you my view is a strong view, but we have to win elections. Mm. You know, you can say, oh, uh, I think Ron as I call them also, dissentus. Mm. You know, that's an abbreviated to sanctimonious, right? You understand. Have I you ever it. put the words up together? Sort of amazing, just the middle part. It's better in a tweet. It's sort of pretty cool. Yeah. But he did the six-week thing. Yeah. If you notice, his numbers started going down right. before that. Yeah. But they started to really crash when he did that. Because most people, that's not acceptable to. You have to win elections. Yeah. We want to get everything done and... You also have to go by your heart. You know, if you're a person that believes strongly, then you should just say, that's the way it is, and I don't want to talk about it. But you have to win elections. And the reason that the Republicans didn't do well in the midterms is because they didn't know how to talk about the abortion issue. Right. If you look at Michigan, uh, you take a look at the governor's race in Michigan, you take a look at the governor's race in Pennsylvania, uh, it's fine for them to believe and let them go. but they did not come close to winning an election right. that really were elections that you could have won. Right. So this is a very uh, amazing issue. It's a beautiful issue. It's a complex issue. If we get it right, it's going to be something really, something really special. But in all of this, whether we like it or not, you still have to be able to win an election. Right. And if the other side's going to take this issue and make you be the radical, mm -hmm because they're the radical, and I explain it. And the problem is you have Republican politicians, as some do, but you have a lot of Republican politicians that don't know how to talk about the issues, and you have some that don't want to talk about right. it. They're afraid of the issue, and it actually can be a positive issue for them. And I think I've made it a po positive issue for me and for some Republicans, but uh, it's something that has to be talked about. I'll ask you about Mike Pence, um, your former vice president, and you, you, you are consistently very nice about him. And if you don't mind me saying, he's being a bit of a dick about you at the moment. Like, how do you, how do you absorb that and see that? And, and you're constantly just very nice in response. Well, look, I took Mike. It looked like he was going to lose in Indiana. 
great state where we've done very well. In fact, Jim Banks, I endorsed him. Everybody dropped out. I think he's going to run unopposed, if you can believe it. Yeah. This is, you know, in a great state like yeah. that. It's pretty unusual. He's a great guy. He's great. Uh, but I took Mike. He was going to lose, I think. And he was down substantially. And I brought him off the heap. And uh, I was happy with Mike for years. And then he did this move. Now, remember this. They said he had to be a human conveyor belt. Those votes have to go right into Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, is very bad for the Republican Party. I mean, he's almost like a Democrat vote. He gives them whatever they want. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. There's something wrong. But they wanted those votes to go right up. I said, what happens if there's fraud? What happens? It doesn't matter. He has absolutely no power, absolutely none. And he believed that, and his lawyers told him that, but a lot of other lawyers felt differently, that he did have power. He could have sent those votes back to the legislatures. And, you know, you can go back a long time ago. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson kept the votes from Georgia. They right. weren't able to properly tabulate. He kept the votes, but I'm not going back that far. We'll go back just till the election. He had the right to do it. You know why? Because right after the election was over, they, they all said they changed yeah. the law yeah. so that the vice president can't do what I said he could mm -hmm. do. Very deceptive, very terrible. And they convinced him and his people, Democrats did, but they convinced him and his people that he had absolute right. So I said, so he, I call him the human conveyor belt. So what he did, if he would have sent those votes back, and by that time, if you know, Pennsylvania, the legislature, uh, other legislatures, they were not liking what they were finding mm, out because right. a lot of time had passed. And it would have been very interesting to see. But even if they confirmed it and sent it back, Mike Pence would have been popular. But he wouldn't do it. Do you think he knows this now? Or do you think he still well, thinks I think he, he must right know thing? it because what happened is the uh, rhinos got together with the Democrats right after the election and they changed the law so that he actually couldn't do it. Now he can't do it. Yeah. But there were a lot of very good lawyers that said he absolutely can do it, or he probably can do it. And based on that, I said, well, you should, would be really good for the country. And I think you could have said, there's a lot of dispute. There's a lot of anger. I'm going to take one week, send it back to five or six legislatures. And at the end of the week, they have to give us their answer, their response. It's a one week thing. The Democrats would have complained, but nobody could have really been that upset with it. You could have done right. that. We're not taking the votes. We're just sending them back to legislatures. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to do that. If he did that, even if the votes came back in a similar fashion, yep. which I don't really think they would have, mm -hmm. but even if they came back in a similar fashion, if he did that, he'd be popular today. Instead, he said, I see a poll just came out. He's at 2%. People That's within the margin out. of error, by the way. No, I know. <laughs> it's, it's probably zero. No, it's sad. <laughs> I had a very good relationship with him until the end. Yeah. You ever just want to text him and say, hey, knock it off? No. He's getting very bad advice. I mean, I know the people giving it to him. He's getting very bad advice. And they can, the voters aren't standing for it because he's, you know, not done well. I, I would have done, done the opposite. I would have done, the ex if I were him, I would mm. have done the exact opposite. But he really has, he's been given information. But he was given that voter information, and you understand, and you know, the typical rhinos, it was the typical rhinos, and it was the Democrats got together and they changed it. Go ahead. Matt Gates for Florida governor? Well, he's a great guy. I mean, he's great. He's a wonderful person. Uh, he's strong. He went through hell for two years over something that I never believed 
for a second. Uh, and he held up very strong. He was very strong. A lot of guys can't hold up to that. And uh, they put themselves in a corner, put their thumb in their mouth, and they say, Mama, take me home, get me out of here. That was strong. Um, now what he goes through, but it's okay because I see the love, I see the people, I see what we're doing, I know we're right. It's a scam. It's another scam. It's Russia, Russia, Russia all over again. It's, it's I could name many of them, right. the Mueller report which, by the way, came out no collusion, but right. we went through years. I was of, here when that happened. I yeah. was on the terrace out here. Oh, when it was announced? Yeah. Well, it was a great thing. It yeah. was a great a great victory, but we went through two and a half years of scam. Think of it. It was a whole big scam. It was something that was set up. They knew it was phony, and yet we had to go through two and a half years and waste all that time, all that money. It's a disgrace, but... No, I think Matt is a very talented guy. Yeah, I'm cognizant of time, so I don't want to take I don't want to take up too much okay. of your time. But I also remember this one part in the Art of the Deal where you're talking about the rink, right, in Central Park, right? And you said about the press. You said, "Well, as long as I kept pouring the concrete, they kept snapping." That's right. So I'm just going to keep snapping until you stop pouring it. That's right. Okay. Um, just a couple of, like really like I'm more interested in. You know, President Trump, the man as well, just more than just a politician. It frustrates me sometimes that it feels like the left, your enemies get to write your legacy. Do you have any plans to do that yourself? An autobiography, yeah, something like that? I will when we're finished. Mm. We're having more response. Look, 2016 was something that nobody had ever seen in political history this country. Do you know in the country, uh, you had 92% politicians and 8% generals, right? Became president. Yeah. So now you have this outsider coming in who's a successful business guy and he comes in and he wins and it was shocking to people. We did better the second time. We did much better. We got millions more votes yeah. the second time, which, you know, people don't like to say, but meaning the enemy doesn't like yeah. to say, but our people like to say it. And the spirit we had was unbelievable. The spirit we have now, number three, this is the greatest spirit I've ever seen. Leaving, I mean, we just left Iowa. We just left New Hampshire. We just left uh, South Carolina, where we're going again on next week. Uh, the level of love and spirit. And I think what they do is uh, they like what I say. I think they like me. You know, they like to say they like his policy, but they don't like him. I think they like me. Why wouldn't they like me? The level of spirit, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think there's you? ever been anything like it politically, and the Democrats are worried about it. You know, they're the party of misinformation and disinformation, right? Very close words, but I'll give them both. Uh, they say, oh, we want to run against Trump. Well, now they're not saying that anymore because all the polls have me way up on Biden. And none of the other Republicans are up on Biden, which is actually surprising to me because I think he's so bad. He's but you don't think it's going to be Biden. I don't know. I, I don't imagine he gets to the starting gate, but maybe we'll look. He's the most incompetent president in history. He can't put two sentences together. Worst yeah, he's the best thing that ever happened to Jimmy Carter, actually. He's the, the most media. incompetent president in history. Uh, he is uh, something wrong. If it's not him, who's it going to be? He's also the most corrupt mm. president in history, without question. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, there'll be a fight. I don't think that Kamala gets it handed. You know, a lot of people are so afraid to go against her. I don't think it gets handed. I think all of a sudden everybody would start jumping in. She'd have to earn it. It'd be very hard to earn. Uh, 
but I don't know, you know, they're the same five or six people that you report on and you Michelle see all Obama. the time. I don't see that. No, no. I don't see it. No. Gavin Newsom. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm also interested in, you know, there, is, there are little interviews and things that float around on Instagram of you, you know, talking about your father, talking about your brother. And it, it yeah. got me to think, like, who do you think in your life you maybe miss the most? Living or dead, but people who you don't get to talk to every day anymore. Who do you miss the most? Well, I had two really good brothers, right? And both passed away. One had a, a problem with alcohol. It taught me so much because he said, don't drink and, you know, don't drink. At that yeah. time, it was a long time ago, uh, drugs were not a big factor, but alcohol was. Yeah. And he was very insistent on, don't drink, don't smoke. He said, don't smoke. And that was another thing that he added in, but he, it had a big impact on me. Uh, but I had a father that I was very close to. Uh, my other brother, Robert, I was very close to, passed away two years ago. Mm. A wonderful guy. He was so proud of me. He was so proud of the fact that I became president. He was uh, amazing. You know, a lot of siblings, they're jealous. They don't, you know, I'm just as good as him or something. You know, it's, sure. you have that. And maybe it's natural, maybe it's not natural, but you have it a lot, probably much more so than not. And he was great. He was a great supporter of mine. He thought it was so incredible. He couldn't believe it. And uh, so we miss him, uh, and I miss my father. You learn from people. My father was a great guy. He was very strong, very tough, but he had a tremendous heart, mm. a tremendous heart. He was very generous in so many ways. You wouldn't know that. He loved what he did. He was a builder in Brooklyn, mostly in Queens, and he loved work. And it taught me uh, you have to love what you do to be good at it. He was good at it, and you have to love what you do. I don't see people. I, I study it. I wrote books on it, lots of books, successful books. And I just see that successful people are always loving what they do. Mm. And they work 24 hours a day. But when they work 24 hours a day, it's not really work. You know, it's not work. You they love what you do. I do. I love what I do. And I love now doing this because we really, you know, the theme is make America great again. How does it get better than that? I watched Biden say, and those MAGA people, MAGA is make America great again. I don't think he understands that. I think if you asked him, what does MAGA stand for? I don't think he'd even know, to be honest. Give him a test. That's a great question for him someday. What does MAGA stand <laughs> for? I'll bet you he couldn't tell you that. Mm. But it's make America great again. And we made America, we had the greatest economy in history. We, look, I beat ISIS with the things we did. I rebuilt the military, 85 billion he gave to, just gave to Afghanistan. Right. He gave it to the Taliban. No reason for that. We were getting out, we would have gotten out with strength and dignity. I think it was the lowest point in the history of our country. But uh, I learned a lot from my father. But more than anything else, I learned that uh, you have to love what you do. He loved working. Just finally wanted to ask you. And it's strange for me as well. I think it's strange for probably everybody that comes into contact with you. You are the most famous man on planet Earth. I mean, I think the most recognizable man, you know, the amount of column inches, you talk about this in the book as well, you know, the, the, the earned media behind everything, earned right? Earned media, that's right. And earned media. I, I'm just fascinated by that concept. Is that something you think about? Do you look in the mirror and see, you know, the most famous man in the world, or have you just always been the same guy? So 
I was playing golf a month ago with a very successful guy, and he's not a bad golfer, and he was playing terribly. And I said, are you okay? What's wrong with you? You always play better than this. What's wrong? I was, you know, being a little bit nasty to him by saying that because <laughs> that's not very nice, but I'm saying you're playing terribly. What's wrong? He said, you don't understand. You're the most famous person in the world, and I'm very nervous. I said, yeah, but you've known me for 15, 20 years. Why are you doing? He said, no, you're the most famous person in the world. I said, no, I'm not. The most famous person in the world is Jesus Christ. He said, huh, I never thought of that. I thought it was sort of cool, actually. Yeah. I thought it was rather nice, but it was very funny. Uh, and I asked him that, but he said the same thing. I don't think about it. I don't want to think about it. You're possibly right, because yeah. I know the competition. But I just want to do something really great. Our country is in such trouble right now. Right now. I don't think we've ever been, we've never been in this danger. We're close to World War III. And if you saw the power of the weaponry with the nuclear weapons, I saw Biden the other day at the United Nations say he got rid of all the gas, the gas, the gas bombs. Have, they're terrible. They're vicious, terrible. And then he said, or he alluded to the fact, but other nations have not followed suit. Of course, they're not going to follow suit. Right. You got to do it simultaneously or let them do it first or make them do it. But now we've spent billions and billions of dollars building, and now he just does it for nothing. He does it for nothing. And the day before that, he gave $6 billion. Think of it, $6 billion to Iran for five hostages. Now, they got five, we got five, but they also got $6 billion, meaning they freed up the money, which is really the same thing. I think it's the same thing. They said they're going to use it for whatever they want. And, then they, and he's saying they're already going to use it for humanitarian reasons. But... The people in charge said, no, we can use this money for whatever we want. Mm. I think these are the dumbest people I've ever seen. All they are good at is cheating in elections. All they're good at is you take a look at the election interference. This is all about election interference. If I weren't in first place, if I was in third place, fourth place, or if I wasn't running, none of this would have happened. They indicted me for purposes of election interference. And these indictments are scams. And it's a shame. It's a horrible thing. This is third world country. This is banana republic stuff. That's what they do. This, I never thought this could happen in this country. And that's why I now hit him hard. You know, out of respect for the office, look, the man's obviously incompetent. Can't even speak. Right. The man is grossly incompetent. I just watched him today with Zelensky handing over money, money, just like nothing. It's like taking candy from a baby. With the government shut down on the horizon, they're shipping over money a budget. off to Ukraine. And, we're handing... right. and here's the other problem. Look, I feel very badly for the Ukrainian people. They're great people. Here's the problem. Europe isn't paying their share. Oh. Europe's in for $25 billion and we're in for $200 billion. Now, it affects everybody, but it affects Europe a heck of a lot more than it affects us. So, you know, I did that with NATO. NATO, they weren't paying up, 28 countries, and almost all of them were not paid up. They owed hundreds of billions of dollars, and we were spending three times, four times more than we were supposed to, just keeping it together for them. And then they took advantage of us on trade. So on top of everything else, they, you know. And I said, listen, if you don't pay, we're not going to defend you any longer. And the head of a major country stood up. This was a closed meeting. 
He said, do you mean if Russia attacks us, if we're not paid up? He said, if you're not paid up, if you're delinquent, which you are right now in his case, that means if you get attacked, we're not going to do any defense of you. We're not going to do any defense. The money poured in like you wouldn't believe, hundreds of billions of dollars. And the Secretary General Stoltenberg said, I've never seen anything like it. Now, I don't know if he still says that, but he said it at the time. He said, I've never seen Obama would come, make a speech and leave. Bush would come, make a speech and leave. Trump would come, say, what's wrong with your books here? Nobody's paying. We're paying for you. And uh, this is the same thing. You're going to have to do it all over again. Well, but think of it. It's the same thing. We're in for $200 billion, and Europe, which is deathly affected by this, okay? They're right next to each other. So Europe, think of this. Is in for $25 billion and they're not doing anything. And they're saying, why should we do it when the stupid leaders of the United States are doing it? Why should they do it? And I would say the same thing. If you don't have to do it, you don't have to do it. Mm. But he gives money away like it's candy. And it's a very, very bad thing he's doing, a very bad thing. So number one, there should be equalization. Europe has to catch up with us. At least we have to go 50-50. We're in 200 billion. I think the number's higher than 200 billion, but we're, we're in for 200 billion. They're in for 25 billion. And they're much more affected than we are. So it's very sad. Look, we're run by, we have a, a president, sadly, where the borders are the worst they've ever been in history. We keep, people can't even believe it. You know, when people from other places, other parts of the world, and even from our part of the world, when they look at this, including Democrats, by the way, they cannot believe that millions of people are pouring through our borders and we have no idea who they are. We have no idea. Right. And we're going to have to be living with this for a while, but we're going to do something in terms of deportation that's going to be a miracle. We're going to clean up our country. Our country is a mess. Our country is going down. And if we don't win this election, Raheem, I will tell you, if this election's not won by us, I don't think our country makes it. I think our country's going to be a tremendous failure. It's going to be uh, Venezuela before we started buying oil from them. Can you believe Venezuela? We're buying their oil. We're making them rich. And they have the worst oil. You know, it's tar. Yep. And you know where we, where we take care of the tar, where we refine it? Houston. Mm. So it all goes up into the air in Houston, right? They talk about this. It's very poor grade. They have a lot of it but we're making them rich. Mm. They were the enemy. They were the enemy. Yep. So we're making them rich. And we have, we're sitting on the greatest supply of oil. I call it, I call it liquid gold. We have more than anybody and it's good. It's real good. And we don't use it. We go to Venezuela and other places. It is so sad what's happening to our country. Our country's never been, and we're in serious danger of World War III. Mm. And I promise you, and we win, there will never be World War III. It's not going to happen. Well, I hope that is very true. I've taken up too much of your time, but thank you so much for being with us here on thank the National Pulse. We really appreciate thank you it. Thank and you thank you for everything. Absolutely. A great professional. Thank we appreciate so it. Cheers. Thank you. What an amazing Well, if you enjoyed that video, make sure you come back to thenationalpulse.com and sign up, support real news, radically independent news at thenationalpulse.com forward slash upgrade. That was a great interview, Shady Grove. Uh, go check out the National Pulse, guys, and upgrade. Um, you know, we played that video, uh, and, you know, thank you very much for the National Pulse for, for doing that interview. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, anybody that, um, you know, is triggered by Trump, 
this would be a great video to show them. Uh, he was very calm, mild-mannered. The questions were good. It's amazing when you get interviewed by somebody that actually likes you, Shady Groove. I mean, yeah, and you well, you get something actually out of it because the person is being, you know, giving you a true back and forth, you know, that like that, that detail is very important. Whenever it's adversarial, then all you're getting is someone trying to uh, explain to you what it is that you're concerned about. And then the people that are actually acting like they're concerned about it are just pretending that they're concerned about it. Um, But while we were listening to that, Jeff, I was actually pretty inspired by, uh, by Mr. Trump there, uh, hearing the way that he was, he was speaking. And so I went and I, I, I wanted to find a couple of things to share with the audience that kind of gave a little bit of a more in-depth, uh, view of who Trump is. And a couple of things that I found, one that I'd like to read to you, a quote from his book, Art of the Deal is to this day, if I feel a contractor is overcharging me, I'll pick up the phone, even if it's only about 5,000 or $10,000 and I'll complain to him. People say to me, what are you bothering for over a few bucks? And my answer is that the day that I can't pick up the telephone and make a 25 cent phone call to save $10,000 is the day that I'm going to close up shop. Now, think about that in a theoretical, overarching, philosophical vantage point and uh, compare that to most of the people that you know and what it is that they are willing to do. And the reason I'm pointing that out is is the reason that Donald Trump is, is such a good politician. This is the reason that we like him so much. Another quote that I'd like to say is, one of the keys to thinking big is total focus. I think, uh, I think of it almost as a controlled neurosis, which is a quality. I've noticed in many highly successful entrepreneurs that they're obsessive, they're driven, they're single-minded, and sometimes they're almost maniacal, but it's all channeled into their work. Where other people are paralyzed by neurosis, the people I'm talking about are actually helped by it. And I think that that talks to us. He uses the word neurosis, but I kind of replaced that a little bit with the autistic nature of the, the Anon community, the people that are out here that are understanding a little bit more of an in-depth nature of what's going on with Donald Trump to recognize what it is what it is that you are seeing, what it is that you are relating to. Don't you, you know, aren't you getting a little bit irritated with everybody that on the left that's screaming, Donald Trump doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you. You don't make anything. Donald Trump's just going to continue to make everything that he makes. But, but he's given you a fascinating insight into how to be successful in the system that we're operating in everybody. And I think that that example right there is the most threatening part about Donald Trump. Amen. Yeah, I mean, like my grandfather was very similar to Donald J. Trump. He would look at a $50 bill seven times before he spent it. And, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of mindset does make you successful and will. Um, uh, you know, so it's just uh, that I just uh, I'm, uh, that interview was probably one of the best interviews I've ever seen. Well done uh, to the National Pulse Shady Grove. Wow. I, I agree with you. Uh, there, uh, uh, but also, have you noticed a trend in his interviews recently? He he he's noticeably more intimate. He's noticeably more open. He's noticeably more on offense and not so much on defense. He's like, yeah, the election was stolen, but we're going to kick their ass this time. Yeah, amen. And we are, and we've got to get involved to do it. We can't just sit around and think that the Patriots are in control. We're the Patriots. We're in control, which means we have to get out there, guys. Uh, and just remember that we have to throw the stones in order to win. God wins in the end, but we have to throw those stones. Shady, I've been seeing these uh, jackass 
the political jackass, the elderly jackass. I want to play yeah. a couple of these. We played okay. one yesterday. Now we've nope. got another one. Check it out. In the depths of the concrete jungle, we encounter a peculiar creature, an elderly jackass, struggling to navigate the relentless march of time. This once proud beast has undergone a series of remarkable transformations in a desperate quest to defy the aging process. Behold, <laughs> observe the effects of countless plastic surgeries all in the pursuit of youth. Our jackass has had its skin stretched and sculpted, resembling a poorly folded map of its former self. Its visage, once a testament to the power and corruption of the Democratic Party, is now a bizarre mosaic of plastic and wrinkled skin, funded by ill-gotten gains. But the most striking transformation lies within the jackasses more where nature's course has been thwarted by the intrusion of dentures. These alien <laughs> objects hinder its once speech, turning its vocalizations into a garbled symphony of confusion and discomfort. And here lies the true intrigue of this story. For the resources used to fund these outlandish procedures were not honestly earned, but rather stolen from the collective coffers of the U.S. taxpayer akin to pilfering the very essence of the American experience. In the end, we witness a cautionary tale of vanity and deception, where the pursuit of eternal youth has left this elderly jackass, a symbol of political corruption and the decline of a once great nation. <laughs> Those are so great. Uh, I've got a couple more Shady Groove that, that this person is. I want to see one with Mitch McConnell, too, because there that one was called the elderly jackass. Here we go with the political jackass. Check this one out. <laughs> the, 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 the comment there, poorly folded map of his former self. <laughs> that was awesome. good. And here's the, here's the political jackass. In the swamps of Washington, D.C., we find ourselves observing a rather peculiar creature. The political jackass. But this particular jackass has faced a rather unfortunate conundrum, a stark deficiency in intellectual prowess. <laughs> in the sprawling hierarchy of political jackasses, where debates are akin to primal battles, this one, regrettably, stands on the outskirts, unable to join the intellectual foray. Its ideas often provoke more laughter than contemplation, making it an outcast among its kind. As we delve deeper into the intricacies of this political ecosystem, one discovers a remarkable twist in the tale. The key to this bumbling jackass's potential rise to power lies in a likely event. The passing of the elderly jackass, who currently presides over the country. You see, dear, the elderly jackass, with all its deception and theft, has maintained a delicate balance within this political herd. But as the sands of time continue to shift, the possibility of its inevitable departure looms large. And in this peculiar scenario, the lacking intellect of our protagonist becomes a great danger to the country and the world. Politics, as it often goes, thrives on the unexpected and the survival of the least intelligent can occasionally yield dangerous outcomes. As we watch this political drama unfold, 
we are reminded of the capricious nature of the political wilderness and the unlikeliest of contenders, the bumbling political jackass. Please spay or neuter your political jackasses or vote them out of office. <laughs> spay or neuter your political jackasses. Now, there's, there's one more, and I know we're going to run a little bit over, but got to play this one because this is the jackass and the dumbass, Shady Grove. <laughs> Let's go. We focus our attention on a remarkable father and son duo, the political jackass and his wayward offspring, the dumbass. What sets this tale apart is the astounding loyalty displayed by the elder jackass, despite the tumultuous path trodden by the young dumbass. As the story unfolds, we delve into the darkest recesses of their political lives. The young dumbass, notorious for his reckless actions, has engaged in a litany of misdeeds that include smoking crack, siphoning public funds, accepting illicit bribes, and even possessing illegal firearms. Each transgression serves as a threat to the stability of the political jackass herd. Yet, the father, the alpha jackass, shields his wayward son with a veil of protection that defies reason. He orchestrates an intricate web of deception, cleverly concealing his involvement in all of his son's nefarious dealings. As the narrative deepens, a shocking revelation comes to light. This father and son duo is entangled in an international crime ring of staggering proportions. Their actions are part of a malevolent dance involving kickbacks from a U.S. taxpayer-funded foreign war. This revelation sends shockwaves through the political landscape, revealing that the true puppeteer behind the scenes was the very figure deemed to be protecting the political jackass herd. In the intricate tapestry of politics, much like the natural world, we witness the complex interplay of loyalty, manipulation, and deceit. The elder political jackass's steadfast protection of his troublesome son serves as a smokescreen for a deeper, more sinister agenda, one that has the potential to threaten the safety of the entire world. The elder jackass's commitment to protecting his son extends to manipulating the very institutions designed to uphold justice. With the cunning use of the Department of Justice, DOJ, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, he weaves a web of influence that shields the young dumbass from the long arm of the law. This manipulation of the nation's law enforcement apparatus comes at a considerable expense to the U.S. taxpayer. Under the guise of pursuing justice, the elder jackass employs these agencies to persecute his political rivals, exploiting their powers and resources for personal gain. The taxpayer-funded machinery of justice becomes a tool in a broader political game. And a little bit of truth through humor, but, you know, it's kind of not funny, but very spot-on true. The political jackass and the dumbass, Shady Grove. And that's Wednesday for us, Shady. Man, I'm, well, I'm going to have to be a little critical of what we just watched right there because it, it, it makes me calm and relaxed. I don't think that I've ever watched anything when Nancy Pelosi, uh, Kamala Harris, 
Hunter Biden or Joe Biden that put me at such ease and relaxed mode of like watching this stuff. So I'm not sure that's helping me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But that is a powerful message on all of them. And there, we played Biden yesterday. You can find all those at in the matrix of three X's.com. All right. Excuse me at in the matrix of three X's on Twitter at shady groove with three O's on Twitter. We will see you tomorrow. And this is for you, Mike Cass. We love you guys. Don't question anybody. Can't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't See you tomorrow. be doing it. See you tomorrow. Don't be doing that. The fake media tried to stop us from going to the White House, but I'm president and they're not. <laughs> We are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. Their agenda is not your agenda. Very, very stupid. They want you to think we're all crooked. We're not. It's Russia. The Russians and the Russians. Presidency is effectively a Russian op. Political hurricane is out there seized by him. We'll call it Hurricane Vladimir. U.S. president possibly work. for the things I've ever heard. There's outright treason. I mean, there is no question. He has no idea that right. he's going down. Uh, the pro <laughs> there is a reason why Donald Trump fears Robert Mueller in front of the TV cameras with the nation's attention turned to him. Uh, as I said it, the, uh, it's called a coup d'etat, which is a French for part of the uh, uh, just relax take it easy take your time because uh, some uh, real, uh, it's much more uh, come on try getting it out and that's beyond my purview I'm not gonna speak to that you can't speak to that see the Jerusalem, we could spark a full-on intifada and real people could die. I believe they will. The President of the United States is racist. All of us already knew that. You don't have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos.
Trump believes that his voters are not only okay with a racist president, but that they want a racist president. My mine is real short. Two months ago, I was in, in the prison cell, and I'm in the White House. That's 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 continuing to make America great again. <laughs> Trump is as destructive a person in this century as Hitler, Stalin, and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were. Thank you, Evo. Thank you all for the support. Donald J. Trump, 2024. You are fake news. CNN's the worst. President Trump's fitness for office is now the top story in the country. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. So true. Nobody knows the system better than me. www.mg.show. Boom.